Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 47, Episode 10 of SNL, with host Ariana DeBose and musical guest Bleachers. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I am joined this week by the irreplaceable Steve Finn. If you'd like to connect with either of us, you can do so at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. If you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at patreon.com slash snlpodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible, and we are so thankful for everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Happy 2022. SNL came back against all odds with the studio audience. I was happy to see it, and I'm happy to see you, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and you're right. It's great to see SNL looking like SNL, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great to see you. I know you had a good break because we've, uh, we've had some, some fun leisure time together. We have, you know, and I say it's nice to see you. What I mean by that, it's nice to see you, actual you, and not your like Oculus oh. uh, avatar you. Yeah, using your oculars as right. opposed to your Oculus. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's good to see yeah, you in the Steve flesh I- outside the metaverse. Yeah, Steve and I had a great time over the holidays playing some mini golf in the metaverse. Uh, he's 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 a little better at it than me, maybe. Uh, you're getting there I don't know that we've ever played a full round one-on-one I feel like one of us always comes in part of the way through another round right um, uh, but we uh, do a head-to-head challenge yeah we should and, and see who comes out Victor uh, golf is fun I've had fun with you playing ping pong as well oh yeah we did uh, ping pong yeah connectivity issues aside like that was <laughs> I was laughing my ass off because I'd say one thing and then I'd get your answer to it like a minute and a half later. Like it was the biggest <laughs> delay I've ever had in a chat. It was mm-hmm. hilarious. It, it was crazy. I was at my parents' house and they have the worst internet. Uh, <laughs> and I could tell by your reactions that it was just so delayed. Like you were like, <laughs> is the Wi-Fi really bad? And then five minutes later, you heard me say yes. Yep. Not for lack of trying. You you tried like five different rooms to get the best yeah. Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, I went from the, from the top floor all the way to the basement. I tried every situation. <laughs> Yeah, man. See, VR yeah. is a fun, active uh, experience. So, yeah, that was fun to, to play with you over the break. It was very fun. One day we're going to do a whole podcast in in VR. I think we and should. That's going to be real fun for sure. And we could actually have like a live audience then. Oh yeah, we could. Yeah, that'd be cool for sure. Uh, we'll get we, on that when when we schedule our our head to head matchup. We can invite patrons to watch. Let's play mini golf in virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love it. We'll make an event of it. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure I'm sure everyone's heard enough of that nonsense. Uh, let's talk about SNL. Let's talk about the news of of the uh, of the you know after the December show, we found out that a few people were leaving. So Anna Dresden has left to work on a show. Uh, Jasmine Pierce left to move to LA. I'm not sure what projects she might have lined up. And Paul Briganti, uh, one of the film unit directors, also left. Uh, and those are three very talented people that I was super sad to see go. Yeah, it is sad. But, you know, Catherine, all the input and all the great things they've done with the show, none of that's going anywhere. That's in the vault, right. and uh, we can enjoy it anytime we like. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're all used to SNL being just a revolving door. 
by nature. And it's just part of the breathing process of the show. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, (laughs) we saw in this episode sort of, uh, obviously we'll get to this, but the, the Urkel sketch, which is sort of a spiritual successor to Paul Briganti's Grouch sketch. So we see that influence even after he's gone. And then Allison Gates and Streeter Siddell were, uh, promoted to, co-head writers and we know Allison Gates was a big collaborator with Anna Dresden so you know that voice is very much still represented in in the head writer office so you know everything's good everything's chill but you know we got to talk about the news so that's the news (laughs) are we ready to talk about this episode let's do it it's gonna be fun let's do it if you're worried about your daughter having sex after the dance don't be we have the perfect solution she can take our son Donovan The formal emporium where Donovan will not and cannot seduce your daughter. And that's the Lakaza promise. <laughs> uh yeah, this was this this was fabulous. Uh it when it started off, it felt I was immediately like, oh, okay, this is seems like a classic, like Kate and 80 sketch written by Dresden and Gates. Uh but obviously it's not Kate and 80. Obviously, I know that Anna Dresden didn't write it. Um, so I was, I was intrigued, like, as it started, kind of figure out what's happening here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it took this twist that really freshened the format with, like, it wasn't them just, like, selling, like, crappy prom experiences. Like, they have this Donovan character, right? Um, <laughs> so apparently this was, it was written by the Please Don't Destroy guys, actually. Uh, and just, like, as an aside, they are killing it. Like, uh, their actual pre-tapes, are, are great but the live fare that they've been writing is yeah. to die for like they did like this they've done a lot but like off the top of my head like the two that stand out are this and like the kim kardashian lottery sketch um and just really showing that they can knock it out of the park across the whole episode mm-hmm. and not just have like their own little corner of it you know they also uh, helped with so repackaging cool the angelo character did they not i believe so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh so yeah please, please don't destroy guys or really killing it and like as much as people maybe said they were like a nepotism hire uh i think they've definitely proven they've earned their spot yeah uh, for sure but as for this actual sketch to get off my soapbox this is <laughs> so funny and has such a unique game i loved all the great details that they threw in about donovan like he's he's a lazy wiper he has a big computer he just really likes that one song get low uh, <laughs> there's like all great details and andrew was fabulous just like standing there pigeon toed and stuff um so big win steve was it a win for you yeah for sure uh the the whole sketch like i feel like if you touched it you could you just feel sticky <laughs> afterwards uh-huh. <laughs> it was just you know very very icky feeling around all of this and you know that's that's for whatever great, was right? on his lips felt contagious yeah my god like what was that Come on, that's a whole other. That's let's just start another podcast to talk about those <laughs> lips. I think it merits it. Uh, something I noticed about this is I realized that a lot of Sarah's stuff uh, is done monologuing to the camera. Like she spends a lot of time peering at me through the fourth wall on my television, uh, telling me mm-hmm. things, and it's uh, yeah, it, it makes sense where she comes from. Like doing a lot of solo stuff on YouTube. She's used to making content where she's directly ad- addressing the camera. Uh, I notice it's it's something that she goes to, and and uh, yeah, not necessarily a bad thing. 
and maybe not even worth mentioning, but it's a, it's an observation I had. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, like that definitely seems to be her strong suit. Like that's where she's most comfortable and can deliver things really well that way. Yeah, for sure. As for the whole Donovan thing, this is a uh, you know a character that you know if, if you heard about, it, you'd say, well, of course, this is for Andrew Dismukes to play. This <laughs> right. this is just poor guy. How, who else could play this but him? And yeah, made me appreciate the niche that he has on this show. And that's how you end up, you know, in a lot of people's sketches is mm-hmm. uh, having this very approachable uh, quality that allows you to fill so many uh, little seats in sketches. Yeah. Very, uh, very similar to Keenan reacting and, and how that gets him into sketches <laughs> just to just to give a look. Right. That's that's pretty good job security. So right. uh, I'm happy to see that for him. And. Very much looking forward to even more weird characters that only Andrew could play. (laughs) You know, it's really interesting. Like four or five years ago, this could easily, like I said, it felt like something Kate and Adie could have done. You could have seen maybe Kyle in that spot. Uh, But it's nice to see kind of this new, the new guard coming in to do this. We got Dismukes in there. We've got Sarah, you know, Pete's sort of in the middle. Then, you know, the girls, it was Heidi, Melissa, and and the host, you know, um, so like that that was really nice to see like if it, it felt very new SNL in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a big win. Let's keep going. When does Rocco get a chair? <laughs> because Rocco's our guest, Elmo. Rocco, Rocco doesn't need a chair. Rocco doesn't even have legs. Rocco's a rock. What is Rocco doing here? Rocco is here to discuss his ongoing feud with Elmo. Oh yeah, uh, Elmo was in this, right? Elmo wasn't. Did you follow the Elmo Rocco drama? Uh, SNL taught me about it. So okay. once I, I've done my research after the fact. <laughs> What'd you think of it? Well, I feel bad for Elmo. I mean, he's clearly being emotionally abused, but uh, it's hilarious. Cause this, uh, this whole uh, bit that they did on weekend update, it plays like, um, how would you imagine it? If someone were explaining this concept to you, it's like, oh, yeah, um, Elmo keeps getting uh, frustrated by everybody anthropomorphizing a rock. Uh, This is basically just taking that what's funny about that and then kicking it up on steroids. Mm -hmm. And with all the the great jokes that they've crafted with it and Chloe's performance, this, uh, yeah, this was pretty successful, I'd say. I, I have some things to say about the costume, but maybe I should save that. Because I want to hear what your okay. thoughts are. <laughs> okay. okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I I really liked this. I've I've loved the Elmo drama. My favorite clip is the one where Zoe comes in and says, "Sorry, I'm late. Rocco had to go potty," and Elmo just goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I so I, I I loved this. You know, from the get go, this was a big win. Um. My face just turned so red because I was trying so hard not to laugh as hard as I wanted to. Um, <laughs> it's like Elmo slowly going crazy over this rock has so much mileage. Um, and I think they capitalized on most of it. You know, Chloe was great. <laughs> like giving Rocco a chair and her getting to go off about how he does not need a chair. That's great. Uh, the cookie obviously is wonderful. Rocco's family ultimately being there. Brilliant. The only thing, the only complaint, and like all of my notes tonight are really like, like everything was good. Like these are all like kind of really minor things. Like, um, I, I wish this had like one more gear to it 
to where like you know elmo just really goes on this unhinged rant about freaking rocco and then like that drives us to that finale where she kills him and then reveals his family's there i think like that that could have felt just a little more heightened like if if we had worked up to that point a little more um so this was really really good and i loved it they, i just feel like they maybe brushed it a little bit yeah uh but a big win i'm interested to know your your costuming notes now costuming notes well something i've always felt about the decision to put the character's face on top of your head <laughs> and exposing the human performer's face to, to do the emoting and stuff. So essentially you have two faces like your, your Janice or something. Uh, and it, it always freaks me out. Cause it looks like it's just a person wearing the skin, like somebody like she killed and, and gutted Elmo. Yeah. Somebody gutted Elmo and then wore him like some kind of Ed Gein skin, skin suit. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it just it unsettles me, but I, I got over it because it was funny enough. And I was, I remember thinking, wow, uh, talk about suffering from success because Chloe is so talented and is, is so good at these impressions that I see her do a pitch perfect Elmo impression. And I go, well, of course she can. <laughs> right. Like she's so good that I'm no longer surprised when she throws something new at me. And uh, I guess I'm getting mm-hmm. spoiled by her talent because I should be going, holy crap, that's amazing. But I'm just saying, well, yeah, it's Chloe. She's a, she's really good at these. Of course she can. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see, you know, what, what they experimented with before they decided on that. Like, did they try to paint her face or, or mm-hmm. like put a nose on her and make her look like Elmo? And maybe that was even more nightmare fuel than wearing a skin suit. That would, that would have entered John's Baby Yoda territory. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I did see she posted something where it was just a red cap. Like her face wasn't painted or anything, but it didn't have the face up there. So I don't know if they just hadn't sewn it on or maybe that was a version they tried. But Yeah. No, I'm, I'm curious. If you want to see our full sketch-by-sketch sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. So we've come to the end of the show. It's the end of the show. At the end of the night. It's time, time to talk about the overall ratings. Uh, so what was your the moment of the night? Well, the moment of the night, at the end of the night, after all the moments had been knighted, uh, I got two moments. Okay, I'm going to give it to Chris Reds holding the, the bar for the C train. It was great. <laughs> that is very specific. <laughs> Well, uh, I loved it. You know, you're you're giving the podium to your uh, assistant or whatever. How do how do you back them up? You know, yeah, it's their lines, and I, I thought that was a great little peppering on top. I like oh, to think it was a Chris Red uh, decision, something in the moment. Maybe not in the moment, but it, it feels like that's something that something came he to tried him. in a blocking rehearsal and work. Yeah, yeah uh, I really liked it. My other <laughs> my other one was Keenan's line of "I'm something of a chantreuse." Uh, <laughs> But uh, I'm going. I'm going with the C train. Fair enough. I uh, I'm torn between in the Urkel sketch when we finally got the did I do that, <laughs> uh, and it was just so crazy and dark, and then also just Andrew Desmuke's lips in in <laughs> oh, the uh, Legatza sketch. Um, I think I've got to go with that slow zoom in to those crusty lips. Oh, yeah. That was like it's making oh, me want to clean my own just mm-hmm. thinking of them. <laughs> And then he, 
Another underrated moment. This is not my moment of the night. Is as they turn him around, he goes, "Oh, don't spin me around." <laughs> no, stop. Uh, but yeah, moment of the night is is the zoom into those crusty, gross lips. Yes, uh, that was a big win. Uh, what is your best sketch? Best sketch. I think the best sketch uh, is where your moment came from. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, with the. Uh, the prom dresses. La Cazza Promise. La Cazza Promise. They, that was uh, a lot of fun. And uh, it's nice to see Sarah, you know, with a very New York show. And her her humor is very New York, if you will, if not super alt. It's, you know, it's definitely uh, definitely a big part of her, her whole persona. So having a, a New York host would uh, definitely lend itself to, to opportunities for her. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, this was a this was a great showcase of of what she does, and you definitely see the Sarah squirm coming out of it. Like it's <laughs> it's definitely rained back for NBC and all that. But right. uh, I was I was definitely excited for stuff like this when I heard she got hired because I knew she was gonna, you know, let things seep through just like the uh, the back pants sweat from his butt. The backside of of Donovan's pants. <laughs> if you need a, a visual analogy, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's my sketch of the night for sure. Uh, I'm right there with you. I think that was the most consistent, top to bottom, great sketch that we got. Um, and just had so many great details and so many great moments within that sketch. Uh, huge win. That's my best sketch as well. Let's talk MVP. Who's your MVP? Kate. Let's give it to Kate. I think Kate deserves it. Uh, I thought Arietta DeBose was a great, you know, first time host and she was lovely. And I think she got a little bit of an extra boost with the Kate support. Uh, you know, she, uh, Kate was really there to, uh, I guess, show her the raids and, and you felt like she had, uh, she had Ariana under her wing and I, mm-hmm. I thought some fun stuff came out of it. I could, I could definitely see a friendship there. And if that, was totally manufactured well that's a that's a talent too (laughs) to to uh, appear to have such good chemistry uh but yeah kate i think deserves it for for all the fun she had you know uh maybe maybe the lesbo sketch wasn't my favorite but you know those two did make it fun at the very least right yeah kate's a solid kate's always a solid pick right uh yeah i'm gonna go dismukes uh, I think he had a really great night. I think he really owned being Donovan in a way that really only he could. Like he he <laughs> had that that perfectly wooden stance with the pigeon toes, and just like and was willing to have that close up of his mouth. And like he like I said, like he just delivered all the little lines in that sketch so perfectly. And then you know he was sprinkled in a few other places. You know he got beaten up in the Urkel sketch. He yeah. he did do a great job at the end of the day. Um, so I don't know. I just think, I think Dismukes had a really strong night. Um, and I was, I was happy with everything he was in. I thought he really did a great job. Oh, that's such a good pick. Yeah. Dismukes (laughs) for sure. I mold over it a lot. He definitely earned it just for playing Donovan, just for having to go through Mm -hmm. that. I think he deserves some sort of recognition. So the public humiliation. (laughs) I thank you for that service. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the big one on a scale of classic. Great. Decent, weak, or train wreck? How would you rate this episode? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with decent, and uh, I'm gonna be a little bit more lenient 
than I, I normally would be just because I know that this is a very uh, localized kind of New York centric show. So I'm a bit out of the loop on some of the content, but with all the fun I did have, you know, with that in mind, I think, I think it does deserve a decent, uh, I had my, my, you know, had my criticisms about some sketches. It wasn't some of the greatest stuff that SNL has ever made, but it was definitely a serviceable show. And yeah, if, if Arietta wasn't as, as charming and, and as fun of a host as she was, maybe I'd be telling you something different. So I can say, I can say this, this lovely lady in her first time is at least bumped me into a decent from her, from her likability. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing her on the show again. Fair enough. Uh, you know, she's, she's queuing herself up to win an Oscar. So maybe she, hopefully she has a great long career ahead of her and we will. Yes. See that. And I hope she keeps um, up with the singing and the dancing. I'm sure she will. Uh, I'm tempted to give this a great because there was nothing that I just straight up didn't like. You know, there was no real losers. Um, no real losers. But also there were so many sketches where I was like, Oh, I really loved this, but blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. there were, there were only a couple that I really, really loved. And then a lot of stuff that I was like, yeah, this was good. Like I laughed at this, but it's not a lot of, it's not stuff that I'm like really keen to rewatch. It's not a ton of stuff that I'm instantly sharing with my friends. You know, there's like a few things that were really great and a lot of stuff that just felt sort of middle of the road. So I think that makes it a decent, right. Um, so we're in agreement once again, it, it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Like at the end, when it ended, I, I felt good about it. I wasn't like, Oh, oof, that was bad. Uh, which sometimes happens. Uh, but at the end of the day, a lot of it just just had a butt to me. Like, oh, I wish they would have done that thing instead, and that would have really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So a decent episode, but we're happy they're back, right? Safe and sound in Thirty Rock live studio audience. I didn't think it was going to happen. It happened. Um, a good show. Good host, great musical guest, and uh, great to see you, Steve. I can't wait to uh, play some mini golf later. Yes, let's have a game of golf. We'll do that and settle this one on one, once and for all. <laughs> once and for once and for all, put our bitter rivalry to the test. Yes, <laughs> and that is a wrap. to Steve Finn and thanks as well to our most generous patrons Sam Bowers Neil Weinstein Justin Gardner Grace Kogan and Brian Clark if you're enjoying our show please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated we'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Will Forte and musical guest Maniskin but until then this has been episode number 151 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it.